Y'all already know what it is, your boy Yako, what it do, the outlet to reality, the oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago, what up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama or maybe hide from your baby mama, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, fan, thank you for listening, staying tuned, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe, cha-ching, and today we have a very special guest, this guy and I, we go way back like back to grammar school. He is one of the founders and like one of the people that run the beer pong in Chicago. Y'all y'all not going to believe this. Give it up for Dane Ennis. What's up, brother? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, man. This is a great opportunity. Of course. Of course. So real quick, I want to share a little quick story about me. So pretty much um, before I moved to Vegas, right? Well, I moved to Vegas, but this happened a couple couple months ago. I actually did some limousine dry, uh, services. So I used to pick up people, you know, with that. Limousine? Yeah, limousine. And I was looking fresh with a suit and tie, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I had a, they sent me on the run. They're like, hey, go pick up these people at Caesar Palace, right? At the strip. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I made that U turn. And then I, I pick them up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I pick them up. And I see like two older gentlemen, they look like in the mid sixties and these two bad, beautiful women. And they look like they're in their twenties. So they come in the car, right? And I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, how did those girls end up with these two random dudes that don't even look fresh, but I know they probably got money, but you know what I'm saying? So they get in the car, right? First thing first, the man in the back says, hey, I'm just gonna let you know, it's gonna get wet in here. That's what he said. So I'm like, oh, snap. It's what? Wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wet. So I told him. So for those who don't know, we have this thing behind me, which is called partitions, which means blinders for limousine-like terms. Mm-hmm. So they actually have the power uh, behind me to actually control it, to put it up so I don't have to see. So I told him, just put it up. And they're like, all right, cool. So they put it up. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't get to see none of this, but, you know, I kind of wanted to pee, but I couldn't. So I'm driving right, you know, and all I hear was, I'm like, man, what's going on? And then it got louder. And I thought my tire probably popped because it went, so I'm like, yo, something going on. And I thought I was checking the, you know, the light, everything's good. And I'm like, all right, it's, it's, it's going okay. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I keep driving, right? And I feel like kind of like I got some hydraulics because my car keep moving, you know? Yeah. So we finally make it to the destination. Actually, almost, um, he actually put the blinders down. He goes, hey, man, just keep driving. I'll let you know when to stop. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I'll put it back up. So I keep driving, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm like talking to a girl on the phone. Hey, what's up, girl? You know, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so we finally make it to the destination. Check this out. <laughs> the two girls, we had a concierge, whatever, the people that work at the hotel. They opened the door, right, in the limousine. And tell me why. The two girls ended up having no T-shirt on. Like, their boobs are out. And I'm like, yo, are these girls crazy? I'm like, what? And the, the security guard, whatever, he was like, are, are you guys going to wear some shirts on? Because I can't let you in like that. And they're, and they're like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> and he goes, look, 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 I, I understand you fine, but you got to put some shirt. No, I don't have to. 
And so it's just so funny. But I was like, yo, y'all girls crazy. But it was a crazy experience, man. One of the things I could say, man, Vegas, we got some crazy people out there. But you know what? That's part of life. But anyways, back to the main topic of today. My boy, Dane Ennis, brother. Uh, thank you again for coming. Uh, real quick, so my fans can get to know you a little bit. Uh, tell us about, you know, where you grew up in, what neighborhood, uh, where you're from, your family, yeah. and stuff like that, and your hobbies. Yeah, yeah. So once again, thank you for having me on Outlet to Reality. I love that name. I think that name is uh, very common to what's going on in this world because a lot of things is, is not reality. So everyone's trying to get back to the norm. And uh, once again, from Chicago, born and raised, uh, lived in Wicker Park basically my whole life. Uh, my mom, you know, my dad is African-American like me, light-skinned like me. And then my dad, my mom, uh, she's from Belize, you know, moved over here when she was 10 years old, uh, grew up on the south side of Chicago. And then, you know, once she started having kids, she moved north um, and then grew up right, you know, kind of in the heart of the city. So, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here and happen to be with someone that's originally from Chicago. Well, not originally, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's all been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. That's awesome, man. And uh, real quick, man, do you have any uh, stories you could remember of us like growing up? <laughs> well, the, what he probably didn't mention was, you know, me and David, we go back. I mean, we, What's EST, what, like 98, 97, you know? Like, I mean, playdates. We used to have playdates with, you know, with this lady named Annie Cox and uh, Mr. Tom Cox. They had two kids named Tommy and Charlie who we grew up with. You know, we used to, every certain day of the week, we'd go over to their house in Lincoln Park, big old 4 4 home. Uh, we just partied up, man. Just have a good time. Be kids, do what kids do, whether that's sports, video games, I mean, uh, fight. Right. Uh, it was just the, 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 every movies, everything, everything was it was great, and um, I <laughs> there's so many stories, David. I mean, you, like you, you know what it is. Like, this is this is why I'm here is to, to talk to you, kind of catch up. Uh, you know, grew up in the same area. One of the stories me and David go back to was apparently, I guess, the, we went to the movies one day, and I, the Harry Potter was just dropping. You know, when the movie saga was hot. And, uh, you know, what, do you know the movie? Do you remember the movie we were watching? Was it like Goblet of Fire? Yeah, or, I think it was, uh, I think it was Goblet, it was, yeah. Okay, I think it was Goblet, which is, I think that's probably my favorite one. That was when he was like, you know, doing the Quidditch with the stick. He was, you know, up there doing his thing. Right. <laughs> that was hot. That movie was hot. But, uh, yeah, we went out there and man, like, I, we called you up. I haven't talked to you in a few years. We went down to the theater and I was tight, man. Like I was like, dude, like this, we got this big old dude in front of us that just was loud, obnoxious, just ruining the movie. So I was telling you, like, man, because you were you were studying karate at the time, or was it jujitsu or oh, uh, taekwondo, taekwondo? No, close. You were close. You were close. So I was like, yo, man, we might have to pull out that black belt soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good mix of somebody, but. I mean, it goes way back, man. I mean, to sports. I mean, what was the A and E? We used to, you know, have fun at LP all the time. And there was one time we were playing hoops. She had a basketball court that was built on top of the garage with a rim. Right. The thing was, was the fence only went, you know, eight feet, nine <laughs> feet. 
you know. So <laughs> if you chuck it too hard, it was a rat. That thing's going into the neighbors or going into the alley. Right. So you know, what we used to do is we'd have to have the younger brother, the youngest one, Charlie, he'd stay outside. <laughs> David, you know, you weren't the, you know, the biggest athlete, you know, around. And you chucking that sucker two, three yards down. Just, uh, like, you know, just, just little things like that, man, that used to take us back, dude. Like, we, used to have, we had a good childhood. We had a good childhood. Right, right. That's true. Well, real quick, I wanted to share, going back to that story in the movie theater. So let me tell you my perspective. So when we got there, right, we looking fresh. We got nacho slurpees. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was me, Dane, and Alex, one of our good friends, right? We're chilling, Alex, looking fresh. Alex, yeah. <laughs> and we're right there, you know, ready to see the movie. Now, the dude in the front of us kept talking so much. And Dane was like, shut up. And he's like, Dane is, is looking at me. He's like, bro, if this guy don't shut up one more time, I'm going to have to be his ass. And then he looks at me. David, you, you did that type one though, right? And I'm like, yeah, you better, you got that black belt too, right? You might have to use it tonight. I'm like, oh, Steph. Yeah, so, like, you were like 17, 18. Yeah, dude. I was like, man, I'm about to go to jail tonight for my best friend. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, luckily, the guy stopped. He stopped because I think he heard us a little bit because we were, we actually kicked his chair. I don't know if you remember that. One of us kicked his chair too. Dude, he was he was getting crazy, and like, and at the time, Harry Potter was like the thing to see. Oh yeah. So like, you knew like, if I don't catch everything, I'm not this. You know, we weren't getting highlights on YouTube and right. all that. So like, if I miss something in the movie, I gotta wait till the DVD come out to recap on everything I've seen. So, right, you know? right. No, it's true, it's true, bro. <laughs> movie, oh, some movies mattered, man. Right, matter, right. Dude. And you know how you know how I know you, my best friend. I ain't gonna lie. Here's the crazy part. So we grew up in grammar school. Our birthday's on August. Yeah, same birth, two days apart. You're the 10th, yeah. I'm the 12th of August. Right. That's why I yeah, never forget. Leo, Leo, baby. Yeah, that's it, man. King of the world. That's what I heard, you know what I'm saying? King of the jungle. That's it, man. But one thing I think is one of my favorite stories of us, and that's how you know, man, you know, me and Dane, we're, you know, we're very educated people and very smart. We got better. We got mature. But I'm going to show you guys a little top secret that happened to us back in the day. <laughs> so me and my boy, we kind of got bored walking around the block. And we were young, like maybe 14 or 15. And we're like, hey, bro, you want to uh, break into a school for a little bit? <laughs> but we didn't break in. We just opened the window. So we go into the school. <laughs> and we go all the way to the top. And we're like, hey, bro, we should just, you know, play some card games, you know what I'm saying? Eat some chips, eat some chips. And we're just chilling there. And then Dana's like, hey, bro, go be a lookout. I need, I need you to make sure ain't nobody going to come in, no security guards. Because, you know, they walk kind of slow. So you got to make sure ain't nobody come in. And so my ass going like, ding. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they was doing. I was like, mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, I'm making sure, man, we came in and out of there like never before, man. And it was the, I got to say, Dane. My heart was beating, brother. When, when we did that, my heart was beating, bro. Of course. Kidding me? <laughs> I mean, St. James, that's a great school, man. It's unrealistic, ideally, to what the real world is. But it was a great school. It was diverse. We had a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds that went there. And that's just being young, man. Kids today, they don't go outside and, and try to get into shit. You know what I mean? They, right. they have to fall and everybody... Right. You know, everybody, big social media. So we get out there and just get in the shit, you know, throwing right, balls, right. throwing rocks, 
Yeah. So you know, I was going into that school, there, that court. You know, I'm a big sports fan. I'm a sports fanatic. I'm a fan. Yeah. But the word fan stems from the word fanatic, which I love sports. So like, I'm just yeah. a fanatic about sports. And with that gym, we just built that gym like a couple years ago, and we had to try it out. And that's what we did, man. We got up there. And start balling out middle of the night. Fucking <laughs> 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 11, 12 p.m. Yeah, we're out there, you know, doing our thing, man. Right. No, it's true, man. It's true. I was thinking of basketball, not even and, and even to pull another story out. I mean, I was running a team at this park called Avondale, which was uh, you know, like Belmont Kimball, you know, yeah. right over there. And we needed another body. So, I, you know, once again, me and David were cool. But this is kind of where we kind of started drifting, like, later in high school. And we were like, man, he called David. Do, 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 do. Yo, man, check it out. I need a body for basketball. Can you come play? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call you. Know, he doesn't play any ball at all, right? Nothing. <laughs> but that's why we love him. That's why we love him, right? Because it's immediately like, yeah, I'm there. No problem. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So we get there, and David's horrific. I mean, like, and this guy's shooting over the backboard. I mean, all that. I mean, it was – but the, what I loved is that he was a great defensive player. He was quick on his feet. He was not He was not scared to throw out all five fouls. He was – he's throwing bows. He's doing all that. But I'll never forget, we had one game where this kid just did this nasty crossover. It was just – it was basic. Nothing, nothing crazy. He wasn't even no and one none of that. It was just straight left, right, and this kid like <laughs> fell off the screen. Oh, it was crazy! It was crazy. I thought that was like I'll never forget that. It was my first season, my first season yeah. making the team. Oh yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, that was actually a fun time, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I felt like a uh, how you say I felt like Kobe at that moment, you know. Oh the, God, this, not Kobe. <laughs> I felt the light was you know shining on me like a superstar. But you know what, dude. <laughs> I just remember something that we couldn't make millions, like millions when we were young. You remember this? I'm going to shock you right now. So one day, so me and Dane, by the way, everybody don't know, Dane was the funniest in our school. That's hands down. <laughs> That's the hands down, okay? I always try to be funnier That's than out. him. Yeah, I always try to be funnier. That was my goal is to be Dane. And so – No, you can't try. You can't try to be funny. You just yeah. got to be funny. Yeah, that's it. That's just what it is, you know. Right. <laughs> what it is. What yeah. it is. So one time, me and Dane, we were we had the same class, right? And you're not gonna believe what teacher. So I guess we, me and Dane, we got a little too loud by being goofy. And this is right, maybe ten minutes before the bell about to ring. And this teacher, Mister Beaverdorf, literally wrote a big word in our arms. You remember? And basically, he told us here in our in our arm, it says, "Be quiet." You're it's something like that, like something rude. I forgot. So he actually got a, a sharpie or a black marker and wrote it all over our arm at the same time. When I got home, I forgot to tell you this, Dane. I got home, and my mom was tripping. They're like, who the heck put that marking on your hand? Well, I'm like, you know, I'm an innocent kid at the time. You know what I'm saying? I don't know my court. I don't know no witness. You know, I'm trying to, you know, support myself. So she's like, oh, my gosh, that's horrible. You know, a teacher should never do that. That's so wrong. Because pretty much we were embarrassed. Like, he pretty much embarrassed us in front of the class. So Ain't actually talked. And I guess I don't know what happened during the politics. But they actually let him go. I don't know if you remember that. No. 
But dude, if we would have went to court, dude, we would have made millions, bro. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm times are different. Times are different then, man. That's true. You know, everyone was looking for the lowest, the lowest opportunity to stretch a big dollar. Right, that was right. never. That was never. You know, uh, people are running into the street, putting glass on their chest. Oh my god! Like you know, <laughs> it's just it's different. It's different, man. It's different. Right. So, but yeah, man, with the podcast and social media, you know, this is what it is. Everybody wants to promote. Everybody wants to uh, move forward, and I think that this is a great platform to do it. Thank you, thank you, brother. And real quick, man, I want our fans to know a little bit about uh, the beer pong, uh, Chicago. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it started, tell us a little bit how you got into it, and like if you could explain more about it to our fans. Yeah, well, you know, we work for a company called uh, the World Series of Beer Pong. Here's my shirt here, as well. This is one of our shirts that we've done. This is well, a big, re- big regional tournament we did in Chicago. Uh, where it's called the best, you know, the best of championships. And originally, it was called the best of the Midwest because we have one in the South, we have one in the West, we have one in the East. So um, you go, we have a lot of people that get together to play these events. So it originally started you know, by a guy named Billy Gaines. He was the, the, the CEO and founder of the entire uh, World Series of Beer Pong Tournament. It's the biggest uh, beer pong tournament in the country. Uh, which, of course, I'm averaging at its at its peak about 500 teams would enter. Uh, started he started playing back in like 2001, 2002, and uh, finally the World Series of Beer Pong. They made the tournament, got the sponsorships around 2005, 2006. So that was the first time that they had the World Series of Beer Pong. And honestly, you know, if it wasn't for my boy Connor, uh, Connor Olds, who uh, just did another podcast in another place as well. He's doing really well with the company as well. And he's the reason we found it. You know, he went to Vegas, speaking of you in Vegas, uh, saw a fire, was just there for, I think it was like a birthday or like a celebration of his family. Uh, saw a flyer about the World Series of Beer Pong. Thought it'd be interesting. You know, we've always played Pong. I've been playing Beer Pong since I was, you know, 13, 14. I never thought to take it serious, right? To where we would put it into professional setting and and put a you know tons and tons of money on the line, put a lot of different rewards on the line. Um, and so once again, he found that, came back to Chicago and said, "Hey, you know, I would like to start tournaments and 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 to figure out what we could do to to get our feet into this, right? Get our tentacles all into it." And I was here to help him. You know, once again, I had the laptop and I was kind of like the technical guy in the background. Uh, when we started to try to get this thing going and get it up upright, so we, what we happens is is you can find tournaments on different levels. You can find tournaments regional, local, statewide, countrywide, and even worldwide. We got the same type of tournament and format in Europe, same type of format in Spain, type of format in you know, in the Middle East. I mean, like, there's everywhere. Everywhere you go, we, you will be able to find uh, people playing beer pong all over the world. I mean, it's just one of those sports that globally people love. And it doesn't matter how athletic you are, how old you are. You're putting the ball into a cup, baby. I'm sipping out of a cup now. But if you can get that ball into that cup, it's fun. It's all it is. Yeah. All right, brother. Oh, that's deep, man. That's deep. And, and real quick, do you have any, like, 
funny stories. I, I heard about, I don't know if I'm mistaken, but I heard about a choke tournament. <laughs> you know, say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was, you know. Before we dive into that, all I want to say is, okay. um, once again, I really appreciate Holtz, Connor Holtz, for what he does because without him, I wouldn't know anything about this. He found out that on his own and he brought me into it. And me and him, about 2018, is when we first started doing our own weekly. We do a weekly tournament. Uh, we go to different bars around Chicago and we host this different event uh, for beer pong, uh, which is basically based off my shirt, which is the World Series of Beer Pong. It's a WSOBP. That's what it stands for. And what we do is, is we host every week. We have a league. You know, you get points for how far you make it. And if you keep coming each week, you gain points where we have a playoff. And at the playoff, the winners of these t- the top teams will have a playoff, and the winner will win a bid. You will win a bid to the World Series of Beer Pong, which is basically, it's like a $500 entry. It's like $250 per person, so it's like 500 a team to enter into this tournament. And what happens is once you get that bid, that solidifies your entry to the main event. You still got to pay the room and all that. But uh, once again, it's just something that we do, and we love it, man. We, we meet a lot of people. We rub different elbows. Um, we, we, we meet a lot of different managers at bars. Um, you just, you meet a lot of different people within it. And I think that this place, I think that this sport has the ability to grow and take off, especially during the social media era. Cause when it started it was in the mid two thousands and you know, at that time, you know, now everybody has a camera on their phone. Everybody has, a, everybody has a, basically a laptop, your phone right. is a laptop. It's a walking laptop. So, uh, it's just different. So we just really want to do all that and, and really try to grow it as much as we can. Um, and so for those who want to go out, like I said, you can reach us at, at Connor Holt or reach me at, uh, at, at B-Pong Chicago on Instagram or Facebook. Um, same thing, all one word, no spaces, B-Pong Chicago. Please just follow in, check us out, tune in, like some stuff. And like I said, we always are always open to new people to come out. I love it, brother. I love it. So, um, back to my <laughs> the choking tournament. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I want. I want to hear that story. I want to hear. When God, all... no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so long story short, um, he was. You were asking me what? What's a funny, a funny story we have during our events that we have, or anything that really stands out to me. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's so many different stories between arguments and uh, okay, one that stands out to me. So me and Connor, uh, we were hosting a beer pong tournament in Wicker Park. You know, I live in Wicker Park, West Down area. This bar called Emporium. One of our good friends was the manager, so they figured, why not? Let's let's get them in there. We'll pick a date, run the tournament, we'll section off a side of the bar for us, and we'll log in. My laptop will connect to the TVs, and we have this huge projector. So when people play a game and figure out win or lose, when, when the next time they play, instead of everybody running up to the bar, you can see the, the, the bracket on the TV. You can see it, it'll scroll, so you'll know, like, oh, man, we're about to get up next, and so on and so forth. So. One of our best tournaments we've ever thrown, we had about 25 teams. I mean, we had to cut it 
after 25. Dang. We still had more people, like, <laughs> money in hand. Like, please, please, I'll pay, I'll play, please. So, once again, it was a great tournament. It was an arcade bar. So, once again, there's just arcade games all over the place for you to do in between uh, having a drink or playing beer pong. So, me and Connor ran together, and I, when I say running a tournament at the same time playing it is very difficult. I think people don't understand how difficult that is, but if you can get away with it, it's phenomenal. And so we were running, so we ran together and it, you know, it was a great tournament. And so somewhere along the lines, me and Connor were getting into it. We're bumping heads, we're rubbing heads and different words were said. And so at some point we call it the choke out tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got that the name on it, but that's the truth. So we're arguing. I can't remember exactly what we're arguing about, but it was something. And we're like here. We're we're face to face. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So next thing you know, long story short, we get each other's face. This guy just chokes me out. Just grabs my neck. Literally, I'm literally like, ah, ah, ah. like literally getting choked out. I move his hand. I'm like, who do you think you are? And like, so it was a whole scene. People are getting in between us. Girls pushing, sisters pushing. Mean, everyone's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, this is a tourney run. We're running the tournament. We're running the tournament. Right. So funny. And, you know, obviously, when you have a strong bond, like when you're linked with someone, you've been good friends with someone for a very long time, little things like that's not going to break the chain, right? You guys right, are right. Because that's, that's what it is. You go through thick and thin with this person because you understand who they are. You know their likes and dislikes. You know what pisses them off. But at the same, at the end of the day, you're boys. Yeah. So we got split up. We're laughing. We're like, I can't believe I just choked you out. So we get back in the game. We're pissed. We're mad at each other. We took all that and channeled that anger into beer pong. And literally, we just go on a nasty run to the finals. <laughs> like, went, like, won, like, five straight games. Like, I'm just – Angry as fuck, just knocking cups down. He's knocking cups down. And I'll never forget that, just because that was just an interesting day, an interesting time, an interesting tournament. And it just goes to show you that you're going to go through your trials and tribulations during a tournament. You're going to have times where you're going to bump heads with your partner. Yeah. And you have to persevere through that. And you have to understand that you look at the bigger goal as we want to win the money, we want to win the prize. We want to have that recognition. We want our picture on Facebook. You know, we always take the picture at the end of the tournament. So um, that's just a little, little, uh, you know, food for comfort to say, hey, man, you just got to understand that you're going to go through it sometimes, but you just got to fight through it. And that's what we did. So that's just a good, that's a, just a story that I remember that I had to deal with during our Pong events. And it called the choke out tournament. I got, I got choked out briefly, but once again, we still made it to the finals, so. Right, right. I feel you, man. Lou, I had the same. I had this. <laughs> that's crazy, man. You funny, man. But I, I actually, I thought of a story, uh, real quick to, um, to the side. So one time I had to run an event. It was a big event. It was like a poetry slam, right? And I had actually about four hundred people that were gonna show up at the auditorium because it was at the university, and everybody got their tickets. Everything's ready. Now I had somebody who's gonna perform that he was gonna rap, right? Mm. And he was a big star. So I was so happy. Everything's going smooth. I had the people that were doing the opening act, like practice a lot throughout the week. Mm. And um, so everything was going smooth. 
the coordinators is, you know, following up with me. How's everything? I'm like, yeah, everything's going smooth. I got the people. It's going to be big, right? I had to go pick him up at the airport, okay, like the night before. And check this out. I go to the airport and watch this. Maybe 30 minutes while before I'm about to drive, I get a text. Hey, can't make it. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what? Yeah, I can't make it. What? So I'm getting pissed, bro. I'm mad. I'm like, man, what am I going to do? The coordinator is going to think I'm lying this whole time about this guy that, you know, I'm about to get in. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? This sucks. So I had to think quick, right? I had to think of another plan, right? So I'm like, you know what? I might have an idea. So before I message her the bad news, I got to come up with a suggestion. So she made So I look smart, right? So I came up with an idea. I said, look, uh, I was like, dear, whatever. I was like, um, by the way, I just want to let you know, uh, I did not find, I mean, the guy canceled our superstar, but I have a suggestion. We can actually do a lip singing battle. Me as the host competes with somebody as an audience. We pick a song and we let the audience choose who won as our, our like our main thing before we get on all these you know people performing and she's like okay i mean you think it's gonna work i'm like yeah i mean i'm gonna try it so it's funny because the song they picked for me was um hello it's me you know wait odell <laughs> you said they gave me the worst song <laughs> it's me you know what I'm saying? and then the other girl she had the best song she had uh what was it And it was a cute girl. That's a good song. So the girl that actually beat me that I picked as, a, as an audience, she was so pretty. She was like, beautiful white girl. And of course, you know, when I told the audience, who you think won, they picked the white girl, of course. You know what I'm saying? When they looked at me, they said, they looked at me and I'm like, oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But the good thing, like, the, the you know, the crowd cheered, and that's how I, like, I was able to, like, overcome a situation like that. You know, I, I, you have to think fast. When you're running an event, you have to really think fast. You probably have a time that you could remember, right, that you had to uh, think of something. Like, if something didn't go your way, can you think of a time that happened to you? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh for example, we were running, a, not to, we're going to stay on beer, beer pong because that's what we're here for, baby. Yeah. But, you know, we had a tournament that we were running and I just got off work. And like I said, I had a laptop with all the software. And the beauty thing about our tournaments is my, my laptop connects into the mainframe of whatever bar we're at. So my, the bracket of the tournament pops up on all the TVs. So you can see that. So you don't have anybody coming up to me telling me, when did we start? When did we start? When did we start? Right? I get there. We don't have – Mother's was the bar we were at. We were just right off State Division. Um, really good bar. They had a downstairs. It was huge. And I get there. They don't have the cord I need to connect. And the last thing I want is to have every other person coming up to me constantly. I'm, like, literally on the chair. I'm like, okay, okay. And so, once again, they didn't have the cord. So, But, once again, you persevere. You understand that there's certain situations that you can, you can wither through. And 
I, I'm running over. I'm I'm going to CVS, Best Buy. I mean, like, I mean, the tournament's in like 30 minutes, and I'm over here like hunting, hunting. And uh, once again, you you can't, you just can't expect things to always go your way. You have to almost expect the unexpected. So uh, I've learned my lesson from that. I always keep an extra spare cord on me wherever I go, especially if it's tournament day. Um, if I know if I can't go home, then I always have my cord on me to get there. So. Uh, definitely something that I could just say a story that didn't go my way that turned out good. Um, and then the tournament ended up being a success. We had about, I think about over about 20 teams. We ran two tournaments, double bracket elimination. Um, and it was well, it went well. It was in August, like about two years ago. Three, about, yeah, about three years ago. It's great. Dang. And I remember you said there was a guy that happened to be there, right? Kenny Jennings. Kenny Jennings was a big fan, big friend uh, of mine. Does a lot, does a lot for beer pong for the community for a lot because there's a community of beer pong. We have a fan uh, Facebook page for people all around the globe. Uh, we talk about tournaments coming up and different things. And Kenny, based in Vegas, he's originally was originally from Chicago. Um, we love him, man. He he he. If, if if I could choose anybody to be the face of pong, it'd be him because he's that guy. And and when I met him, that's how I met him. Cause he was like, oh yeah, I, I run it, do all this and that. And I was like, hold on, this is my show plan. This is my show. Hold right. on. Like, let, me, let me show you. Let me, wait, hold up. So he actually basically put the foot on the pedal and said, hey, we need this cord. And then something finally flew into the, uh, you know, came about to fruition. And we ended up getting that cord. But to his help and to his knowledge, he helped me out of that. So. That was big. Him and B. Marks. B. Marks was a big guy that helped us out. So it was, that was a tough day. That was a tough day, but we Dang. got it done. Good turn. It was a good turn. Wow, that's amazing, man. And, like, honestly, man, Dane, it's crazy how, like, we we kind of lost in touch, like, in college. Like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't talked to you for a minute, bro. And, do like, I was going to tell you, man. Well, like, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold what? on. I don't want to cut the hose, but – yeah, you know, he just kicked it three years ago. Well, I, you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, yeah. the last time I saw you was what, 2018? Yeah. Summer. It, it was, was at Slippery Wicker Park. It was in like some little Wicker Park little joint. And you walked in all like, <laughs> you know, and you're in that, you know. And then I was like, all right. And then we, we looked up and said, what's up? I got the footage, so I'm not lying. I can pull yeah. that up. No, I believe you. Pull up the phone if I need to. Oh, oh man. But, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, mean, I I know what you mean. Yeah, you were going through some stuff. Yeah, but I miss you, brother. Honestly, like the crazy thing is, uh, that night we were at Slippery Slope. I think that's where we. Right, <laughs> that's where we at, man. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Oh my man. god, you're only slipping one way, baby. You're only slipping one way. In there. That's it, man. It's it's crazy, man. Like. Dude, I wonder, because I don't, like, Dane, did you go to, a, like, a college outside of Chicago? Like, did you stay in the dorm? Or? Well, I stayed in state. I went to Eastern Illinois University. I was there when Jimmy G was there, Jimmy Garoppolo. Shout out to Jimmy G, 49er. Um, he was there. The first two years, he didn't really start. But, like, my last, my junior, senior year, he started. And Honestly, I'm not even trying to go into too much about it, but it was crazy, like, how, how well he got. He's breaking all our records, throwing for 5,000 yards a season. Damn. We got ESPN2 at our school now. Like, it was crazy. And then he gets drafted by Belichick. 
I was like, damn, like, I didn't think the Patriots, he's supposed to be the success to Tom Brady. Is that what really Belichick sees of this kid? So we were all blown away by how high he got drafted. But, man, he's a kid, man. He's a professional. He's a style. He's a good person. Um, he's down to earth. He comes back to Eastern Illinois whenever he can because he knows. We got Romo, Sean Payton, a lot of other guys down there. And, um, you know, EIU, is, it's a good school. I really like I loved it. I loved it. I can't even say I liked it. I loved it. Damn, bro. Awesome, bro. Yeah, I wish I I went to um like a college outside of Chicago, like yeah. and stay in the dorms just to have like that dorm feel. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can still stay in the dorm in Chicago, David. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you know, I, I you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like that that would have been dope, man. And dude, have have you talked to Alex lately? Like, have you guys been close ever since? Like, or or you guys smoothie. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, me and Smooth, we talk. We, uh, you know, lately we've been in a little rough patch, you know, because he wakes up every day looking to troll me. But, but other than that, yeah, we're very close. You know, he's gone on. He's starting a family, and uh, you know, he has a kid, all that. So you know, he's just kind of at that part of his life. He's graduating school. He's working. So, and that's what I've learned, too, is, like, you know, like, a lot of people our age, we've all started to just disperse, man. Like, you know, you're either you're, you're, you're in a relationship and you're trying to get somewhere or you're by yourself and you're trying to get that, that gold job. I mean, but if, if it involves relocating, I mean, half my squad and shy is moot. Yeah. We got guys going to Utah, Raleigh, Houston. Cali, I mean, New yeah. York. My family, like our family members went to New York. My mom's going back to Belize because, um, you know, we have a house out there. You know, we have roots that are out there that yeah. she's going to live in. Actually, she started a new business as a travel agent. So, uh, you oh, know, wow. you go to Belize, you go down there, hit me up, hit my mom up, or yeah. well, I can put you in the right direction. Uh, we'll definitely show you how to do Belize the right way. That's for sure, up, bro. That's what's up. You know, it's crazy. Um, my neighbors and because um, you know my mom still live in the same house, the house that you used to come over to. My mom still live in the same house, bro. And dude, she tell me, school, man, she's not, know, she's not moving in, right? But like my neighbors, bro, you're not gonna believe they were all from Belize. Yeah, my, my whole neighbors, Your and, neighbors. Yeah, dude, there was like a like a whole family, bro. And tell me yeah. why. Um, this is interesting to share with you, bro. So Guatemala, which is where my mom's from. There was a time when Belize was actually part of Guatemala back in the days. And then Belize. Well, Honduras. It was connected to Honduras. Yeah. But if you, well, if, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all Central America is like one big climb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put all Central America inside like Illinois. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Guatemala, so Guatemala's here, and there's a little piece of Belize right here. But in the old days, like in the 30s, not 30s, like way back in the days, I forgot what year my. Yeah, uh, probably around there. Probably around there. Yeah, probably there. Belize was actually part of Guatemala, brother. Well, yeah, I said Honduras and Guatemala. It was called the British of Honduras for the longest before Belize got its independence. They got their independence in 88, which mm -hmm. is actually fairly, fairly recent. I shouldn't say fairly. It's very recent. Yeah. Um, and so, but once again, that whole area, they're all sisters and brothers. I mean, they... Yeah. They are intertwined with each other between Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Belize, yeah. Panama. I mean, all of them. All of them are, you know. Yeah. 
that's why I always say, brother, to be honest, like, so the, the neighbors I had, brother, they, they were explaining to me how Belize, there's three languages that's big there. It's English, Creole, and Spanish. Yeah. Those are the three. So, brother, honestly, at the end of the day, you might have brother. <laughs> brother, you might have brother. <laughs> you know, um, no, for real, man. I remember one time, man, I had a fight with my professor. He's an old dude looking like um, uh, Captain Crunch. And he was, <laughs> you know say, he hated me, bro. He, this guy was Argentina. So, man, you know, he, he always had to say something about me. It's and right. so. My is right there. I told you, brother, it's right there, brother. That's what I'm saying. You know, you know the guy. I'm in love with the Coco. You know, he's from Belize, brother. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so, he's from Belize. He is. I love marketing. I love marketing that that going up on a Tuesday. Hey, world in the club, he That guy, he's from yeah. Belize. Oh, for real? The guy that does the hook. Yeah. Damn, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that, brother. But uh, I was going to tell you, my, my professor, man, he was just, like, talking smack. And he's like, look, we're going to study about Latin America, and we are not going to consider Belize as part of Latin America, okay? Really? And that's what he literally said. He said it's not part of Latin America. I said, brother, can you get the map? Because if you look at the map, it's right next to Guatemala and Honduras. I don't understand why you ain't going to say it's part of Latin America. They're Latinos like us. We're family, brother. At the end of the day, we family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, literally, look at that. For my fans to see that, look at that. Guatemala, Belize, look at that. Yeah, okay. right there in Central America. Come on. Thank you, bro. Thank you. So if my professor's watching this right now, please be aware that you don't need a degree to understand the map. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because we bump heads. Like, he literally, on the test, when we had to learn the geography, he took out Belize. Believe it or not. That's crazy. You know, hey man, that's his loss. He gonna be on that. He gonna be on that. Uh, that world history map. He gonna be messing up. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be getting a B. He like, why should I get an A? Because he got rid of Belize. That's why. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> she wasn't ready. You know what I'm she wasn't ready. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny, bro. That's funny, man. I'm, I'm really glad we got to chop it up a bit, man. And, um, man. Uh, this isn't it. There's going to be another episode, man. This isn't it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, brother. For sure, man. Well, let me let me, uh, let me me wrap it up, brother. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, do you have any last advice you want to give to young people that want to start their own event like that? Yeah, yeah. All I would say is, you know, practice, man. You know, it just depends on what side of it, of it you're on. If you're on the business aspect of it and you really want to try, all you got to do is be confident. Go out there, talk to these bar managers, especially with COVID now. And, like, a lot of bars are shut down, so they're looking, they're looking for people to bring in revenue, to find a way to get people, get butts in their seats, you know, to, to, to buy drinks, buy food. So just be confident. Be confident what you're selling. You know that it's going to sell. People love beer pong. You'll be shocked, the people that we get to come out. Or we'll, be, we'll post up, pull our table out, and people will just be like, oh, beer pong. Just flock to it. And they're like, oh, my God, how do I play? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? What do I got to sign up? Like, what <clears throat> so it's just, it's just a matter of being confident. As far as the guys that want to get into the game, because we play a little different, you know, with the rules that we play. And the biggest rule uh, 
the biggest rule, the biggest difference of house rules is there's no elbow with darts games. You can lean as much as you want past the table. And the thing about that is, is it's very hard to adjust at first because you're so used to elbow, making sure your stuff's behind the table yeah. when you release and all that good stuff. So here, it's just it's very more free. You know, there's no there's no balls back. There's one ball back. There's there's no fire. There's you know there's no just re racks any re rack you want. There's just the same re racks for everybody. So once again, it's tournament. It's tournament. We blaze it like that to make those go smoothly, because I'm gonna tell you the most dis the most disputed rule in beer pong is the elbow rule. Yeah. That's probably by far anybody. How are you going to say from another eight foot table that this guy crossed the plane with an invisible line over the table? Yeah. So once again, these are things that we do. And I just tell the young guys is to shoot, keep shooting, get out there, play. Right. Just like basketball, get out there and play. I mean, I always have told people experience is the best teacher and sometimes people can tell you all they want they can tell you all these different things but in order to learn it and absorb it, i'm a visual learner i'm a visual learner but i didn't explore it you got to get out there and you have to physically experience it for you to really absorb what it is you're trying to do or get from it that's just how i've always looked yeah. at stuff for sure, man. Well, let me wrap it up real quick. Uh, this is the outlet to reality. The whole this park. Wrap it up. Wrap <laughs> it up. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, to share, like, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching. Like it. Right. Don't forget. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And y'all know where to find me. I'm on Instagram, the outlet to reality, TikTok, Yakov28. And last thing, I'm also on Spotify, Apple Music. So please be tuned every Tuesday. And you on everything, brother. On everything, bro. Yeah. I play games, man. I'll play games. You on the whole night, you Apple Music? <laughs> yeah. Apple's paying the bills now? Damn. There you go, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, they say. You know. <laughs> oh, man. And, brother, where can they find you, brother, again? Yeah, you can always find me. Uh, social media is always, like most people, at Instagram or Facebook. B Pong, B as in boy, Pong, Chicago. No spaces, no capital, or anything like that. Just B Pong, Chicago. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can get to me at, at Dane Ennis, D A N E. Last name's I N N I S. Just Dane Ennis for Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, my TikTok. I hope this gets on TikTok. There's going to be a link. In the description below for all you guys to like and to click and to go to, but 